Welcome to the InnovaBuzz podcast, where our job is to help you build visibility, professional credibility, and connection with your ideal client by putting the human at the center of innovative marketing, so you can build and strengthen an engaging, enduring relationship with your ideal clients. I'm Jürgen Strauss from InnovaBiz, and I'm honored that you're here with me. If you haven't yet joined our wonderful Flywheel Nation community, go to flywheelnation.com and join in the podcast conversations. Do subscribe to the show and also leave a review because it helps others find us. Let's get into today's masterclass on this InnovaBuzz podcast. I've been speaking to a lot of women lately who have mentioned that they put themselves last when it comes to spending. Even when they do that, they feel guilty about spending on themselves. All of those things, they start with awareness. It starts with awareness of self. It starts with awareness of external circumstance. And the very powerful point to take responsibility for your circumstances. By taking responsibility for how you feel about your external circumstance, you then now have taken yourself out of victimhood, out of victim mentality, and you're empowered just by taking responsibility. So the two first things that I would say start off your journey to breaking through limiting beliefs and how you feel about money is number one, awareness, and number two, taking a responsibility. Welcome back. I hope you've had an awesome week so far. I'm really excited to have on the InnovaBuzz podcast today as my guest, Rita Rushdie, an international award-winning money mindset expert and a business coach who works with high-level women in business specializing in uncovering unconscious limiting beliefs and supporting them in becoming a powerful magnet for wealth in all areas of their lives. If you'd like a peek behind the curtain into how we put together this show, the InnovaBuzz podcast, then go to innovabiz.co forward slash flywheel, where you can access a free gift that my team and I made for you, a short audio book that walks you through every single step of the entire InnovaBuzz flywheel. We want to give you everything you need to transform your marketing and your podcast into a human-centered, relationship-focused growth engine. In our conversation today, Rita talked to me about being aware of our environment and our feelings in response and owning those feelings. We talked about how we can upgrade our self-worth And she shared with me the metaphor of the financial thermostat. Without further ado, then, let's fly into the hive and get the buzz from Rita Rushdie. (music) 
Hi, I'm your host Jürgen Strauss from InnovaBiz and I'm really excited to welcome to the InnovaBuzz podcast today all the way from Playa del Carmen in Mexico, Rita Rauschti, who's a money mindset expert and a business coach. She is on a mission of helping one million women to level up their lives, their businesses and achieve financial freedom. Welcome to the InnovaBuzz podcast, Rita. It's a great privilege to have you as my guest all the way from Mexico. Thank you so much again for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Lynn Howard, who was our guest on episode 467 of the InnovaBuzz podcast, suggested that we have a conversation with you and she introduced us. So big hello to Lynn. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much, Lynn, for the introduction. <laughs> <laughs> now, it's interesting. Um, I read your background and I was fascinated by the whole idea of money mindset and, and your mission. And I'm really looking forward to digging into that, particularly around uh, the reprogramming of thinking and beliefs around money and self-worth. And I know you work at a deeper level because your belief is that money is the manifestation of some other things that might be going on in, in our lives. There's a lot to unpack there. Really looking forward to that. Before we do that, uh, Rita, what's the impact you're making in the world today? What a question to, to begin this, this episode. Thank you, Jürgen. The impact that I'm making in the world today is leading by example. I am showing my audience, I'm showing my clients, I'm showing everyone who gets in, co gets in contact with me how their dreams is actually possible with the least effort, with the most alignment and with the it's just the ease that they've always wanted to, to, to have in life. You don't have to struggle and push and effort your way to your dream life. It can just happen for you when you are in complete alignment all the way throughout, which we're going to be discussing in depth. Yeah, and you talk about acting as an example, leading by example for your community. And one of the things that I'm sure our listeners can tell that uh, there's a hint of an English accent there and how does that fit with Mexico? Now, when we first spoke um, a couple of months ago, you were still living in England and now you've realized one of the dreams you've had for a long time and moved to Mexico, right? Yes, absolutely. And it's, yeah, honestly, I've when I first started my first business about a decade ago, all I wanted to do and the reason that I wanted to start my business was to become location independent, to be able to grab my laptop and work anywhere in the world that I want to experience life as I make money. It doesn't have to be or, it doesn't have to be that or that. Mm. It can be that and that. And yeah, this is this has been an incredible dream. I've been here for three, maybe three weeks, yes. So yeah, it's been a journey. And as I was just sharing with you before we clicked record, it, it has come with its own challenges and difficulties and things to work on within myself that I am sure an indication as to how I will expand even further from there. Wonderful. All right, we might dig into that a little bit more later on. But I wanted to start off by talking about the idea of money and mindset and there's a lot of talk around about a scarcity mindset versus an abundance mindset we i guess we're witnessing right now 
situations in the world where there's high inflation, where the value of, of money as a commodity is being eroded quite rapidly. People are finding it difficult to pay for things that they, they might have found easier to pay for a while ago. And so this creates this thinking of uh, it's hard to get more money, it's hard to overcome this vicious cycle. And of course, we're all brought up with, I remember my parents saying, I can't shake money out of my sleeves and money doesn't grow on trees and a few sayings like that. They were the most common ones. So talk to us a little bit about how do we, in our own minds, start to break free of some of those limiting beliefs and, and say, well, you know, that money flows. <laughs> money, it's like one of, one of my business coaches had this saying that it's like the tide. It comes in, it comes out, it's renewed, like it rains and there's more water and then there's a dry spell. So money, you can see money like that. So how can we kind of start to get rid of these things that has to be hard, that money doesn't grow on trees? So to begin this process, to begin your journey on this healing um, path, if you will, is to just create awareness around not only what is going on externally in your life right now, that might be on a collective spectrum of the infl in inflations and all of the things that you've mentioned, but it could also be on a more personal level. Something happened at work that ticked you off, something that is triggering you right now that may or may not be in relation to money, but maybe in relation to how you make money or mm. what you spend money on or like inflations or the bills are now more. So I can't spend money on myself. For example, I've been speaking to a lot of women lately who have you know, mentioned that they put themselves last when it comes to spending. And even when they do that, they feel guilty about spending on themselves. All of those things, they start with awareness. It starts with awareness of self. It starts with awareness of external circumstance. And the idea or the very, very important point, very uh, powerful point to take responsibility for your circumstances. Now, I'm not saying this to be harsh or to be taking responsibility, you're not doing enough. That's exactly the opposite of what I'm saying. But by taking responsibility for how you feel about your external circumstance, you then now have taken yourself out of victimhood, out of victim mentality, and you're empowered just by taking responsibility. So I think I said I think I'm, I'm I'm going off on a tangent now, and I, I might give up I might give up too all of the secrets that we're going to be <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be sharing throughout this. So basically, the two first things that I would say start off your journey to breaking through limiting beliefs and how you feel about money is number one awareness and number two taking a responsibility. Hmm. Yeah, and, and by taking responsibility, I think you mean and and. Correct me if I'm wrong here, but it's rather than saying, "Oh, there's inflation. Oh, what? It's so bad," and and just feeling sorry for myself, or there's that other external circumstances you mentioned having difficulty at work, and I can certainly relate back to times where I've in my corporate job where I've been in situations where 
I'm just unhappy here, but felt that I couldn't leave because I needed that income. And, and so that's a money mindset, even though it's not directly the money that, that is on my mind right then. And taking the responsibility and saying, what can I control? What can I change? Can I make my situation better? Are there other options? That's taking ownership and taking responsibility. Yes, absolutely yes to all of that. However, even more, even further into taking responsibility, it's taking responsibility to how you feel mm -hmm. about what is going on. Because once you shift that, your external circumstance actually shift. Okay, so explain to me how do we take responsibility for how I feel. <laughs> okay, so for example... Yesterday, I went to Tulum, which is the next city along, and I've been going through all of these mindset blocks of my own, being here, a single female on my own in Mexico, things like getting on a bus for the first time in a different country. I don't speak the language very well. And I woke up yesterday with so much fear in my body, I could just feel it, it was pure fear. And instead of resisting it, instead of ignoring it, I decided to take responsibility for it by leaning into it and figuring out why I feel the way that I feel. How can I support myself through feeling better, even though all of those external circumstances might What if this happens? What if that happens? What if I'm outside of the house and I can't get in touch with anyone if something happened? All of those fears come up for me and you you then might translate that to you if you were talking about your your older job corporate job and you didn't um, you weren't happy you weren't fulfilled but you you decided to stay in in it because it, you needed that income so the unhappiness and the unfulfillment they would be coming from somewhere deep within hmm. same as with me the fear was coming from within. It wasn't actually because of the external circumstance actually were just a mere opportunity for the feelings to come up, for you to feel them and release them. Because what we feel, we release. If we don't feel something, if we don't, if we resist the fear, if we resist anger, if we resist and push down, that's, they're just, they still remain in your body. They still remain, you know, within our energy fields and they continue to affect us. Hmm. But by taking responsibility for the feeling and working through the feeling, it almost gives you a sense of relief because whatever external circumstance is happening, that feeling will no longer be. Does that, makes does sense. Have I yeah, it makes sense. I'm curious, how do you, so how did you in your case work through that? Do you journal? Do you meditate? How do you get in touch with those feelings? Because there's a lot, we've talked a lot on the show in various forms about self-awareness and being really clear about the talents we have, the skills we have, what's unique about us. And I think this falls into the same category, being self-aware. How do I feel? What's my response to this external st stimulus, this external environment that I find myself in? And why am I responding this way? So how do you get in touch with those feelings and 
express them in a way that you can say, okay, that this is why I'm feeling this way. This is what um, I can control and can change to help address those feelings or to mitigate that fear if it's a fear of, um, you know, you feel that there are threats there in that external environment. So everyone's different and I have found the tools that have worked with for me. It's specifically yesterday, I leaned into breath work, which is a part of my morning ritual now anyway. For me, it used to be at night. Now it's in the morning because I just want to ex- extend my empowered morning ritual. So for me, I leaned into breath work, which means we just we use the breath to take the nervous system state of sympathetic. Uh, this is not my area of expertise, so <laughs> this is why I lean on someone else for it. But basically, we use the breath as a tool to take the nervous system from a a flight of a fight or flight response to a more uh, coherent, more um, in alignment feel, more relaxed feel. So this is what I leaned on. This is the tool that I used yesterday, but I have so many other. In the moment, this is my go-to. Again, it works for me. It might not work for everyone. It's so powerful for me and I feel like the, the more that I do it, the more I can get into the breathwork session. So the more experience I have, the more depth I feel in the session. And yeah, but personally as a coach, I would then address, if that was a client, for example, I would then address it in, a more, in, in more depth by following back the energy to a specific memory that they felt that there was a threat, that they felt that that fear was coming up for them. So that specific memory in their past is the root cause of why they feel the way they feel today. Mm. And that's how I personally would then, you know, do it uh, with myself or with my coach maybe a few days later or when (laughs) I I (laughs) Yeah. So visiting memories that trigger that. So an example of that, is what I talked about earlier, the having been told throughout our childhood about money, the value of money, and money doesn't grow on trees and so on, and, and there might be some trigger events that are key to that. And if we look back on that and say, well, that trigger event doesn't necessarily have to define me anymore. Yeah, exactly that. And... There are two ways, there are two different types of traumatic events. They, there are big T's and little T's. What you're describing is a little T. Mm. However, it does not take away from the depth or the effect it can have on your current life because it's a little T. However, it's happened over such a long time, such a long period of time and with so many, so many recurrences, so many What's the word I'm looking for? Yeah, recurrences. Yeah, repetition. Uh, Yeah, repetition, exactly. So it becomes so ingrained into who you are. It's actually more, it has more effect on you uh, than, say, a big T where it's a big T is a car accident or something that is huge that's happened in your life that's completely Mm. affected your your sense of safety or something like something along along those lines. Basically, when it threatens your life, that's a big T. So you talked about safety there. 
and I'm sure you're well aware of the five core needs that I think it was Tony Robbins that kind of articulated those first, but they probably go back further than that. And safety is definitely a big one. Is there a relationship between all of those needs and our attitude to money? And and how can we kind of understand that relationship and maybe change things if we're unhappy about our situation with money? Absolutely, there is a, there is a correlation between safety and money. Everyone I speak to, all of my clients, all of the women that I speak to on a day-to-day basis, they come to me because they feel they need financial security in order for them to feel safe, in order for them to feel secure. However, and it's funny because one of the reasons that I wanted to come to Mexico is to expand or even upgrade my level of or this sense of safety that I feel regardless of what's going on in life and as I say those words I'm very aware of why these fears were coming up for me because again it's it's what I've asked for it's it, that it challenges come because it's what what we've it's what we've asked for but the challenges mm. are on the way to how you want to feel eventually yes feeling safe from within is paramount to then having the financial security that you want in the money department of course but i feel like it's it translates to all areas of life how you feel within first dictates your reality on that topic of how you how we feel within i know you talk a lot about self-worth and self-worth comes into so many different things, but certainly around the money thing. So self-worth could manifest itself in what we charge for our services. So I can't charge more than X because people won't pay more than X, which is a limiting belief. It's a belief about what I'm worth. Then, of course, you mentioned earlier about women not wanting to spend money on themselves first because there might be a belief I need to put the food on the table first and that's becoming more expensive with inflation so I won't spend on myself which again is a self-worth thing because it's I'm less important than this other thing whether that's right or wrong uh, talk to us a little bit more about this idea of self-worth and how can we become more aware of where that's coming into play and how to question that and how to challenge perhaps some of the assumptions we're making there about our self-worth and ourselves. Yeah, honestly, self-worth is a pandemic of its own. (laughs) It it affects 100% of us. If you're a human being listening to this and if you have a goal, you will have to upgrade your self-worth in order to achieve that goal because it's something that you may not have achieved before. If it was expansive, enough it's not something that you've achieved before so you'll have beliefs is it possible for me am i worthy of this goal and can i actually do it is that even possible for me so if those questions you just notice notice your notice your thoughts as you think about your goal or think about maybe charlie you've mentioned the example of charging more for your for your services and think about Notice the thoughts that come up for you as you are thinking about that thing. 
and those are the indications too and notice how you feel notice how you feel if there's a tightness in your body is it like a fear fight or flight response or a freeze response you'll know that there's a deeper level to be uncovered so that you can feel good about yourself and it, it becomes an effortless process to raise your prices or achieve that big goal that you've had for a long time or whatever it is hmm. so yeah it, it goes back to trauma as well for me it goes back to childhood drama of feeling again it was small tease but it, it happened over such a long time that it, it became okay i'm not good enough I'm not worthy of mm. my parents' love, for example. Or I'm not worthy of whatever it is. Self-worth is on an identity paradigm level. So it's it, it cuts deep. It's very deep because it's identity. It's not money. It's not money paradigm. It's an identity thing that affects all areas of life. And that's actually one of my favorite things to work on because mm. I can see how much, how many aspects my clients see a difference in within their lives and not just money yeah yeah that's an interesting point isn't it that uh, we place so much emphasis on money and obviously we need money to live our lives that's the way we uh, barter for services for food for the things that we need for shelter for homes for travel experiences and yet it really is just a mechanism it's not a means in and of itself but we've elevated it to this means of itself and then we have all this philosophy that that becomes a mindset like money is the root of all evil which is another one that's yeah. just come to mind and yet if it's the root of all evil then how come we need it to live a life and there's lots of people living really good lives and making really valuable contributions to the world that wouldn't be possible without them having money yeah absolutely i mean that in of itself if someone has that belief if, if you're listening to this and you have this voice in your head yeah but my parents have said this about money or money is the root of all evil hmm. On a human level, no one wants to be evil. We all strive to be good. It's just nature. It's like human nature. Don't get me started on war and everything. So that's not my area of expertise. <laughs> Even then, they're doing what they're doing to protect or to because they think it's what the the best thing is. It's human nature to be to do good for whatever reason they believe is the good thing. So going back to the point of if you have the belief that money is the root of all evil, then that might stop you in itself. That might be an energetic block for you that stops the, the, the flow of money to come through you because you don't want to feel like you have, you're evil or that you, it's human nature to protect yourself, to not feel like you're evil because you have money or you'll what what i've seen happen in the past is that you, you'll get a lot of money and then you lose it really quickly because mm. you're like whoa but i'm not even let me just get rid of it because i don't yes. want to i don't want that brand but yeah i, I hope that i've answered that correctly yeah. bringing in well, um, yeah it's a fascinating thing you've raised there if you do 
if people have this belief around money and they do come into a lot of money that um, they do everything they can to get rid of it, even irresponsible things, and that kind of brings them back to the, because that's consistent with my belief that money is bad. And there's yeah. so many stories around of people that have won the lottery, won hundreds of millions in the lottery, and within the space of a couple of years they've, they've gotten rid of it all which yeah. is, for me, is really hard to imagine. If you come into that much money, I'd be saying it's really, once you've got that level of money, you almost it's almost impossible not to earn more. Yeah, well, we're going in, into the realm of money paradigm right now. Mm. This question is a very much money <clears throat> paradigm-related question because we are set we have a financial firm everyone has a financial thermostat as to how much money they make a year how much money they make a month and how they make that money how they feel while they make that money and what they spend their money on are they are they a saver are they a spender do they like to invest money? like it just it shapes your relationship with with money so your money paradigm is say for example you have a financial thermostat of making 100k a year, right? If you want to upgrade and make 200k a year, you need to change that on a subconscious level to create a filing system to see that it is possible for you. You are, it is available for you, first of all, because a lot of people will think, oh, well, you know, no, of course not. There's not enough money to go around, which is a scarcity mindset changing or upgrading your money paradigm from within first makes that goal so much more effortless if we're using the example of lottery winners or anyone who comes in 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 for, for with a lot of money very quickly they lose it very quickly because it, it's the thermostat is set is set to a certain degree mm. yeah it's gonna have to go back to what it's set to <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so and another thing is the skill, right? If they don't have the skill to invest, if they don't mm. have the paradigm to invest, <clears throat> whatever it is, they will have no other thinking about. They will just do it. It will just go. Mm. Yeah. Yes, I like the paradigm of the thermostat. It's like the air conditioning, right? If it's um, under 20 degrees, it'll warm the house up until it reaches 20 degrees but then if the sun's shining outside and it's and the house warms up from the sun to 25 degrees well the thermostat will cool the house back down to 20. exactly yes exactly and if you have the window open and the cool escapes the the thermostat will, will the thermostat of the aircon will be working even harder <laughs> to um refill <clears throat> that cool air for you so it, it's just the capacity to hold money, to hold large sums of money, the capacity to spend a specific amount on yourself, if we're using that example from earlier. Yeah, so. Wonderful. Yeah, love that. Love the analogy, love the metaphor. Okay, let's switch gears a little bit. And I know you, I think it was the pandemic that kind of almost forced you to pivot your business to mainly online, but you talked earlier about having this dream from many years ago of being location independent. And of course, uh, moving your business online gives you that ability. So talk to us a little bit about how you recognized 
that was what you needed to do and how you made that pivot? The pandemic for me was uh, a gift. It was a blessing in disguise, if you will, because before the pandemic, right up before the pandemic, I was running around like a headless chicken <laughs> around <laughs> out of five different sources of income. Uh, all of them took my time and attention, maybe one that was passive, but yet it still required a lot of, a lot from me because that was my money paradigm back then. I had to work a lot for the money that I received. And even then, even though it was a lot of money, I was unfulfilled, I was overwhelmed, I was self-sacrificing, I was burnt out. And when the pandemic hit, I was forced to stop any activity that required for me to go and see people or do anything. So it gave me back my time. The beauty was, is that I still had the passive income to help me sustain my mortgage or all of the expenses, all of my monthly expenses. So I, I still had that going, but it gave me back the time and the space to reflect as, uh, on how my life was going so far. And upon that reflection, I realized how much I strayed away from the dream of being location independent, of being financially free without having to be in my business doing all of the things all of the time. Instead, I wanted to, I realized, I remembered almost. I had a, a remembrance of, oh, okay, that's actually why I started this, but that's not where I'm at. So it gave me the opportunity to reflect and redirect my journey. And I, I decided, okay, let me just research a few things because I'm multi-talented. If I, I can pick something up and if I really enjoy it, if I have passion towards it, I can make it work. So I was like, okay, well, let me research. What can I do that is in alignment with my journey, with my with where I want to be, location and financially free? And coaching, I came across coaching, and I was like, okay, great, amazing. I've been in business for ten years, business coach, <laughs> done, easy. Mm. But it didn't work for me that way. It wasn't working at the beginning, and again, that was to, because it was a reflection. Coaching. I don't know about you, I don't know about what your experience is, but for me, coaching has been a huge, the business of coaching has been a huge magnifying glass over everything that I was unhappy with within myself. It was just a reflection of so many things because it's a personal brand. And it takes a lot of healing to really guide someone to overcome their own struggles. I believe anyway, from my experience. So yeah, so I've began, began coaching. I began uh, my own healing journey and I've pivoted into money mindset because that's, that's what was required. I did a market research and 100% of the women who have answered the market research, I asked them, what's the number one thing that you want more of, that you need more of, that you struggle with right now? And 100% have replied money. Hmm. So I was like, okay, that, that does it, money mindset and business it is because that's not about the results that you're getting. If you continue to, to try and change the result, you'll continue to get the same result. But if you change things at the root, hmm. then the root will as a result change with that. So yeah, that's my journey. It's my, it's hmm. my story. Fantastic. And some of... What you said there is certainly 
true, I think, of, of most coaches that are really vested in the success of their clients because they're in such rapport with their clients. There's the things that they notice are the things that are in themselves as well. And the things that they feel are the biggest blocks are sometimes shine a light back on themselves. Yeah, it really depends on... It really depends on the client, but it also depends on how empathetic you are as a coach, because I myself, I'm an empath. So I have this whole routine before I get into a coaching call to make sure that I'm protected. Because mm. at the beginning of my coaching career, my coaching business, I went into calls and I went out and I came out and <laughs> it was exactly what you just said. I was yeah. like, whoa, I feel that the way that they were describing because I'm such a, I'm such a an empath you know I, I cling to other people's mm. feel and i feel what they feel on a deep level and um, again through my own healing journey it, yes it reflected back a few things that i needed to heal but it also built it allowed me to build the the routine the the tools that i needed to protect myself while helping my client which is really important in those situations and i think the you know, the other thing you said around money and charging more for services and so on and asking more, the mindset of having to work hard for charging more or getting more money, it's changing that to a mindset of it depends on the value because money really is just an exchange of value. Money is actually just paper. <laughs> it's got <laughs> nice stuff printed on it. But it's the value of that that is why it's useful, why it's so valuable, and looking at it as an exchange of value. So I provide some value which might be coaching in your business, and in return for that value, somebody else, the client, provides money. Yeah. Like you say, it's an energetic change, right? It's an energetic mm. uh, exchange of yeah value and to to lean more into what it truly is and have that distance between your self-worth your limiting beliefs and what it is your service i think that is a skill in its own and it, it takes a lot of time to it, it doesn't take a lot of time to integrate it takes a lot of practice that's it practice hmm. to really have it so it's an effortless mindset shift but it's imagine this this thing you've just described so if it's some someone who is who believes they need to work hard, there's a belief okay so there's the ex external circumstance is that i work hard for money and the more money i make the harder that i need to work this is the external circumstance so if you imagine if you like your analogies i'm going to go into one right now so if, imagine a, a weed, right? A weed that is in your garden. So you continue to cut the weed, you look, mow the lawn, you cut the weed at the surface. You're just, the, the weed is still there because the roots mm. are still, are still in, in the ground and growing within the ground. And if you imagine the weed has in so many roots, right? So each root is a belief. Maybe that one root has so many different roots coming out of it. And that one root is maybe a core belief around money. The little roots that are coming out from that 
bigger root <laughs> is all the memories that are supporting, that are feeding into that big, that bigger root. So by working on each memory individually and by cutting down the roots and pulling out one root at a time, that's what I mean by it takes a long time to really weaken that weed and, and pull it out by the roots so it's, it's, it doesn't come back. So it doesn't um, bother you again. So if you are working in the future, I've had a client, for example, who has made a lot of money, but then she felt guilty. She felt the need, oh, okay, I feel like I need to work more. It just feels weird having this this money in my bank. Just weakening the weed and pulling out the weed by the roots, it, it helps you feel better when you do make a lot of money effortlessly as well. And when if you don't, there are more weeds to take out. <laughs> yeah, great. <laughs> oh, I love the analogies. <laughs> All right, I, Rita, I think this is a good point to move on to the buzz, which is our innovation round, the same five questions that I ask of every guest. And the idea is that you'll inspire the listener to take some action today that, and achieve something awesome as a result. All right. So Amazing. Yes, I'm ready. <laughs> so what's the number one thing anyone needs to do to be more innovative? change the paradigm to be more innovative yeah just have belief that you are mm. yeah absolutely the subconscious belief is 9500 times more powerful than any external action that you take so by changing that belief from the beginning it just makes your life so much easier you will be more creative you will have more ideas and you will be more innovative great love it all right what's the best thing you've done to develop new ideas Ah, oh, not be afraid to take risks and get things wrong. In the past, I've pivoted my businesses to this point a hundred times over. Pivoting my business was like a, an, another Thursday for me back in the day. So it's some just if something's not right, something doesn't work for you. Obviously, try for a while before you do pivot. But yeah, taking risks, pivoting, and not being afraid to to make mistakes. Love it. So be flexible and adaptable as well. Mm. All right. Do you have a favorite resource you use most often? Hmm. Resource. Yes. Breathwork. Is that the answer you were looking that's, for? Breathwork. That's fine. Perfectly fine. Yeah. So describe it a little bit more for us. I'm curious, how do you go about starting the breathwork and what kind of breathwork do you do? For me, I'm a subscriber for with a guy called James. It's Breathe with James. If you're interested, if you're intrigued, it's very powerful. And he has like different, he has different categories, if you will. So if you want a man, if you want manifestation breath work, you want um, emotional re release breath work. And again, I have that's just one of my resources. Um, I I compound that with journaling. I compound that with meditation, awareness, and all of the things. But Breathwork is powerful and I highly recommend it. Excellent. So it's guided breathwork that, and I guess you have routines that you then do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. What's the best way to keep a client on track? That's a good question. I think every person reacts to different things and has different, different triggers and different results as a result. It's a good question. 
it just it comes from within so it's very personalized to each each client i, I can't mm. quite answer that um from within but i i do have my tools with that for that specifically but it, again it comes from within the client themselves so all i do yeah. is guide them to figure out why they're not consistent or what it is that is stopping them from within and by working again by working on the root cause it helps them stay on track and hit every financial goal that they have and move into the goals that they set with with effortlessness and and hmm. flow so key for you is understanding what are their triggers what are their what are their values and vision and goals and yeah absolutely. work with them on that yeah. yeah so can i change my answer for the resource <laughs> because i feel like actually it came literally as i answered my my most used resource is actually my heart my intuition hmm. and i built that through a lot of healing yes but breath work is powerful to tap into, into your that, intuition yeah. so yeah my my most powerful resource is my heart but breath work is a tool to get into there excellent love it <laughs> All right, now what's the number one thing anyone can do to differentiate themselves? Ooh, not compare themselves to others. Hmm. Comparisonitis is, uh, again, a pandemic of its own. Everyone has this tendency, myself included, to this day. It's something I'm currently working on is to stop comparing myself to other people maybe who are doing similar thing, who are showing up in a slightly different way, but to own your individualism is so powerful to your audience. Again, it, it leads by examples to how they can also feel within themselves, to feel work, like to feel their self-worth enough, mm. to feel worthy enough of being themselves just as they are and having the success they, they, they want at the same time. It's again, it's this and self-worth and success. It's being yourself and success. It's not all. Oh, and. Yeah, yeah and, and you mentioned, you talked about self-worth there, but self-awareness and knowing what are the, yeah, knowing yourself really well and then feeling that sense of self-worth is important there. So thanks for that answer. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Rita. This has been fabulous. Now, where can people learn more about you, about the work you do, and maybe even reach out and say thanks for what you shared today? Absolutely. I'd welcome any feedback as well and any, any saying hello. Come say hi um, on Instagram. I'm at Abundance On Demand. I'm sure you're going to keep that in the, in the hmm. show notes for you. And I'll also include my website, RitaRushley.com, which um, currently might be changing to uh, AbundanceOnDemand.com. So, so keep an eye out for that change. Okay. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much, Jürgen, for having me. It's, it's actually been, it's, it's really been a, a pleasure sharing, sharing this knowledge with you and your audience. Excellent. Now, is there some parting advice, some action you'd like the listener to take away from today's conversation? Pardon advice. Honestly, the one thing that will completely change your life is changing your belief. And I'm not saying change your thoughts, because your thoughts are a result that they are a product of your deeper belief system. So by changing your belief system, you'll just completely change your life and you'll have so much more of what you want in your life. Yeah, it's just it's a, it's a powerful practice and, and, and journey to embark on 
And one of the ways to do that, you mentioned thoughts there, is to be aware of the thoughts we have, be aware of the conversations that go in, go on inside our heads, which they're happening all the time, and ask, why am I thinking that? Be curious. Yeah, it goes so much deeper than that <clears throat> from my experience. I need a coach for it. I need someone <clears throat> who's specialized in the, in the tool that I use to help me get to the memories, help me get to the core beliefs that is then result in, in, in the thought processes. One way, is to, one way is to work with a coach, honestly. I am mm. currently having a very few spaces for a, a genuine, powerful coaching experience. And it's completely free. So all I expect is a complete and undivided attention from the receiver so if that's something that you're looking for and you're looking to experience what i'm looking what i'm talking about the belief system upgrades and and, and the, the method and the tool that i use is really powerful i'll i'll keep a, a link with uh, Jürgen to do that as well excellent well, that's very generous thank you finally then rita who else should i get on the show and why oh it's a good question my friend Anna, she's an incredible coach herself. She's business and mindset, and she is amazing at what she does. She's more, she's more strategic. She's very outspoken, and she says it how it is. She doesn't shy away from the truth, and she's very. She has this gift of being authentically vulnerable in a such a powerful way that just makes you feel so much more connected to her. And I feel like that is for, from my perspective, it might not be from her perspective, <laughs> but from my perspective, it is her superpower to attract in her clients to her because people feel uh, connected and resonate with her with, with what she's going through on a deeper level or, she, or what she has gone through on a deeper level. Excellent. We'll get you to introduce this to Anna and start the conversation with her, see if we can bring her on the show as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks so much for sharing your time and your insights with us so generously today. I've learnt a lot more about the whole idea of money being and, and our attitude to money as being manifestations of some other stuff that might be going on in our lives or some deep-seated beliefs that we have. And I've loved all the metaphors, the the thermostat <laughs> that dial it in so one takeaway is dial that thermostat up higher if you want to achieve more and yeah. also um the weeds i can relate to the weeds because they seem to take over the lawn if i just mow them back <laughs> but <laughs> if we attack the roots we can actually change that <laughs> so yes exactly <laughs> thanks again rita all the best for the future enjoy your time in mexico and please do stay in touch Absolutely. Thank you so much again for having me. And yes, uh, excited to, to stay in touch as well. I hope you enjoyed that insightful and informative conversation, really engaging conversation with Rita and took something away from her episode. I invite you, be really curious about your beliefs. Changing some limiting beliefs can have a dramatic effect on your success. Often it 
takes somebody else to help us identify what those limiting beliefs might be, particularly the deeper seated ones that may be unconscious. So if you need help in identifying some limiting beliefs, then find a coach you can work with. Find a partner or or a mentor you can work with. Really, changing limiting beliefs will have a dramatic effect on your success. Rita's episode can be found at innovabiz.co forward slash Rita Rushdie. That is R-I-T-A-R-O-U-S-H-D-Y. All lowercase, all one word, innovabiz.co forward slash Rita Rushdie. You'll also find contact information there for getting in touch with Rita, as well as links to her website, to her social media pages, and the other resources that we spoke about in our conversation. Now, if you've listened this far into the show, then you know the challenge coming up. If you love this conversation and you think it'd be useful to another person, be brave enough to share this conversation with that one other person. Get them to listen. Get them to take the actions. And my guess is that in the 524 or so other episodes that we've published up till right now, there's probably one other in there that you haven't heard yet that is equally as valuable to you as this episode. So go ahead, pick another one. And between now and our next published episode, listen to one more and then send me a note on LinkedIn. Tell me which episode you picked, why you picked it, and most importantly, what your biggest takeaway and action as a result was. Now, if you do that, I've got a special surprise for you. So hit me up on LinkedIn and I'll be back in touch. Rita suggested that we have a conversation with business coach Anna Patricia Bourgeois on a future Innova Buzz podcast episode. So Anna, keep an eye on your inbox for an invitation from us to the Innova Buzz podcast, courtesy of Rita Rushdie. Thanks for listening. We'd love you to leave a review on this episode so that we can get to know you and why you listen. Also, it will help us make the podcast even better for you. Simply go to lovethepodcast.com forward slash InnovaBuzz to pick your preferred platform. And you can follow the show by going to followthepodcast.com forward slash InnovaBuzz. If you'd like a peek behind the curtain into how we put together this show, go to innovabuzz.co forward slash flywheel, where you can access a free gift my team and I made for you, a short audio program that walks you through the entire InnovaBuzz flywheel. We want to give you everything you need to transform your marketing and your podcast into a human-centered, relationship-focused growth engine. Tune in again to the next episodes of the InnovaBuzz podcast, where we've got yet more fantastic guests lined up. Until next time, I'm Jürgen Strauss from InnovaBiz. Remember, be awesome and keep innovating.